0: And this, this is Jolly Rogers and touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Myzel. You know, oh. <laughs> and, and and as you know, just throw them over there. You know, Casey, we might as well switch as well over to defense. Uh, uh, it wasn't as bad defensively as maybe it was offensively, but it wasn't
1: good. No, oh my gosh, no. And I know that there's some parts of the game where. You know, and I, I'll, 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 I will admit it. I have no problem saying when I'm wrong. I was like, oh, this defense is, is waking up. No, they didn't wake up. They were very, very inconsistent. This was such an inconsistent performance against a rookie quarterback. And something that stuck in my mind when the team was heading up to Pittsburgh is that Joe Tryon Shayanka mentioned in a press conference after practice, like, hey, Kenny Pickett's pretty good, and he gets great reads on defenses. He's a smart kid back there. And Kenny showed that (laughs) he was getting reads on, on, on this Bucks defense, who's led by one of, it should be, you know, one of the top defensive minded coaches in the league, if you will. And that just didn't show that didn't translate at all. It felt like they did not have a game plan. Wrapping up on tackles did not exist today. The amount of whiff tackles was terrible. And then yeah, the defense would finally show up for a glimmer of hope, but not where it counted most. I mean, they had better third down management in the third quarter of the game, but for the majority of the game, when you're looking at three out of four quarters, it was terrifying. Third and 15, third and 16, third and 17, no management there. They would make one big shutdown play and then give up a huge gap play. Clayton Claypool should have never, should have never seen 96 receiving yards against this defense, number one. Number two, get his first touchdown of the season against a Bucks defense that we were saying was one of the best in the NFC. Absolute dumpster fire. Like, they had no plan out there. They looked scatterbrained. They were extremely inconsistent. And whether you do good things or even if they did more good things than bad things, that inconsistency came at very inopportune and costly moments. And that's gonna Huge. that's how you hand over the game. Like you said, offense didn't do well, very inconsistent, no game plan. Defense barely showed up inconsistent no game plan. And then they get hype over one good play and then let up after the next play. And none of that's worth celebrating. You have too much talent on this roster to play such spotty coverage. And it's why is it that Carlton Davis <laughs> was maybe one of the better players out there, along with Antoine Winfield Jr.? Mm-hmm. Yet still nothing. I mean, when you're looking at these stats, when you looked at the game today, there was moments where people were like, oh my God, Levante David, and like making comments in the chat and on Twitter about him. Yeah. Well, Levante David was your lead tackler today. Seven combined, six assists. You want to know who was next? Dean and Winfield tying for five and out five and oh five combined tackles. That's it against a Pittsburgh Steelers team that is one and four and, 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 battled with, with injuries and and issues. And this defense couldn't get the job done. They could not go in there and control this game or at least put it back in, in, in a controllable aspect for the offense. Then you've got Winfield and Nasib being the only two sacks of the day against Mm -hmm. a rookie quarterback before Mitchell Trubisky got into the game. Trubisky got into the game, and at one point, I think it was the end of the third or top of the fourth. You're talking about a guy that already put up 118 passing yards, and Brady had barely broke 200 passing yards. That is disgraceful. The play calling, the 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 coverage, the the energy. I mean, for me, this game just kind of comes back to energy. And I don't want to say that they went in there really thinking they were going to have a heyday, because um, there was a statistic that has haunted me all weekend, and it's the fact that Mike Tomlin is 14-4 and four against consecutive ba- three consecutive losses and bouncing back from that. And he proved it today. He turned that 14 into a 15 Yep. against a team, against a defense that we were screaming from the mountaintops is one of the best in the NFC. So yeah, third I mean, down management, still an issue. Consistency, still an issue. Four quarters of uh, uh, football, a freaking issue. And it's week six.
0: Yeah. You have to get it figured out, especially with veteran players. I mean, a lot of these guys are veteran players. This is one of the oldest teams, like statistically in the NFL. It actually might be the oldest, you know, like the average age. You just can't go out there and do what you did today. And Casey, I'm going to back you up. What you, Some of the things that you said with some numbers. So I went through and I literally, I got out my highlighters. I like went to school, got out my <laughs> highlighters. I like took the playbook and I marked every single time the defense had a good play. And so what, what's a good play Kaylee? Well, a loss of yards, a sack coverage. So like they had coverage and, and the coverage is what led to the incompletion. Mm-hmm. Man zone. Pre- pressure and that led to the incompletion. Uh, or no gain, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. okay. No gain. That's not bad. Like that. That I I marked it as good. They had ten good plays, right? All good. good yeah, <laughs> pink. Ten pink plays. Uh, bad plays, penalties through third and longs, fourth and ones, and big plays that they let up. They mm-hmm. had six of those. You can't you can't be a good defense and have ten good plays and then give up. Six plays, like six bad plays, like where you're not performing well. And then whenever you like look fully, like it's so interesting because the moments when they gave up these really bad plays, that's what led to the touchdowns. So at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the game and the end of the game, that's when we saw this defense really let up. Like the defense started off slow, that a really slow start, Mm -hmm. got stronger, stronger, stronger. Fourth quarter comes and it and it just lets up again. It just, they're not consistent. So the first, you know, like, okay, you, you make a loss of four, then you get a penalty. Okay, well, then you give up a third and long and then you give up a fourth and one. Then yeah. after that, it's like, okay, you get the sacks. You get coverage. Oh, they're losing yards via Vay. Okay, Levante, David. Great, cool, awesome. Now we get towards the end of the game. Guess what? Guess what's happening. Okay, so you you push them back for a negative five yards, but then you give up a third and long. Mm-hmm. push them back for minus one yard. but then you let them go 45 yards yep. on third down. Like yep. come on. How are you gonna do that? You can't That's not sustainable. So just the amount of big plays, and that's not even including Casey. This is ridiculous. How do you guy? How do you let a guy return the oh God eighty nine yards? Like Kamara did a good job. He did a good. He had a he had a sixty six yard punt, and then you let him return it for eighty nine yards yep. to get a field goal. Kill could've positioning cost, killed could, them in so many ways. Could have cost you the game, man. Like mm-hmm. this is a, the, the entire team. Like it's ju- like you 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 said the words inconsistent. Mm-hmm. They would have a good play, pat themselves on the back, and then just let off. And it's like that's you can't. That is not how number good that
1: is play that I think people keep getting stuck on, especially heading into the. And heading into the game, and so this team only averages letting up about 15 points a game. Yeah, that's great. But when you're looking at averages, and this is where statistics kind of can be crippling sometimes, is that those averages incorporate those top week one and week two performances. But let's be honest, things have started to slide off since week three. Last week was just dumpster fire in that fourth quarter, and you had an opportunity to redeem all of that and and really crank up those stats. So yeah, whether they were only letting up an average of 15 points a game, when you stack that and you look at it from a different perspective, A, that's going to change here shortly because obviously Steelers got 20 points on them, but it can't always come down to what they did in week one and week two. They're not performing that way anymore. That's not the same defense that's hitting the field right now. And I'm glad that you mentioned Camarda and that awful, awful return for the Steelers, for the Steelers because real quick touch, special teams was horrible too not making their tackles, not wrapping up for a minute there. was was Keith and Zion McCollum that were really getting the job done. Nice little one-two punch on a couple special team plays, but then even that got inconsistent, and it can't be on the shoulders of just those two guys. There was just really no unison in any unit today. There was no consistency in any unit today. It was just everybody being out there. And it it felt like very much individual progress, as I I mentioned. And kind of interesting thing here that I had a minute to glance out while you were breaking down the statistics, Kaylee, is Leonard Fournette taking to Twitter to say things will get worse before they get better. But when they do, just remember who put you down and who helped you out. I don't know if that's to fans because fans are upset and frustrated right now. But whatever that's to, that's not a leadership thing. Maybe things get worse before they get better and leave it at that. But every person on this roster needs to put on their leadership hat and think about what this team looked like, felt like, and sounded like, you know, not even last season, but the year before that, because even last year there was some, some issues and inconsistencies and you can see that there was just some issues going on or, you know, things off the field that were kind of placating on the field and they got to figure that out. They got to figure out a way to tune out the noise, have a moment, come together and and want to win for one another because I'm not seeing any of that. I don't think it's one person. I think it's everybody needs to pull their head out of their butt and figure it out. And for first and foremost, it's gonna start with the play calling. It's gonna start with better coaching. And they have to figure that out this week. So unfortunately, that takes us to standout players.
0: If there are any. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. One last thing, Casey, before and we'll go through standout players pretty pretty quickly but to, well maybe two last things a that leonard Fournette tweet is i feel like it's exactly what i said it feels like it's the blame game you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like it, it it's not really taking responsibility and then it uh, f- frankly feels like a little childish to be like remember who's who's with you it's like these fans have been like you ask a Tampa Bay, like they've been through the worst of it. Like they've been through really, really difficult times in this yeah. fandom and they're loyal and they show up and, and, and like to, to, I don't, again, I don't know if that was to fan. I don't know who that was to, right it is to fans. Like that's that to me, that rubs me the wrong way. I don't like that. Um, and then Casey, I, I, I had a question on this and I wanted to get your thoughts again, really quickly. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel frustrated because I, Antoine Winfield jr. Is. Playing great, he might even be you know maybe transitioning. He might even be my standout player today. He's getting involved quite a bit, but I think that's a place where I do feel frustrated because because he's getting involved up in 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 the rush so often. Mm-hmm. He's not able to to attribute anything uh you know in the secondary be, because he feels this pressure. And I'm just wondering from your perspective, like is that Am I reading that right? Like, because I'm mean, the sacks are great, the tackles are great, and he's there, mm-hmm. and he provides pressure, and that's fantastic. But that also means that they're able to make some of those big plays. And I'm not blaming Antoine Winfield Jr. for the big play. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. But I'm just asking the question: like, mm-hmm. if the if like the D line did a better job and like got more pressure than Antoine Winfield jr. Wouldn't have to step up and into that place. And he could play the natural position a little bit better in the secondary and provide more coverage there. So right. that that's where,
1: that's why I keep mentioning coaching because that's wow. not Antoine Winfield jr. And in his decision, that's the coaching. So the biggest thing is that heading into um, this season, and something that that was talked about in training camp and stuff because we weren't sure if it was going to be Antoine Winfield Jr. or Logan Ryan, but they did shift Antoine Winfield Jr. to play more of a nickel package, which was Jordan Whitehead's like position when he was a part of this team. So once Whitehead left, they wanted to fill that role. Nickel is where they push you to play up to contribute to the blitz a lot, mm-hmm. or you know alleviate or get in there with the with the defensive line. So they're Winfield's being asked to step up and play up. And it's not surprising because you're talking about Todd Bowles, who loves the blitz, who loves to add, you know, pressure. Who's all about the pass rush and doesn't have too big of a focal point in his secondary. And I think that maybe these last few games, we're seeing that a little bit more because Logan Ryan's not there because Logan Ryan's the other guy who can kind of switch out with Antoine, Woodfield jr, either drop up, drop, drop back in coverage or step up and contribute mm-hmm. in a nickel package or vice versa. So, I you're right in pointing out the sense that there's pressure there because now without Logan Ryan in there, one of the other only versatile players is equally versatile is Antoine Winfield jr. Now Antoine Winfield jr. Has to eat up all those reps and, and, and take that over. And I'm so glad you pointed that out too, Kaylee, because I said this to Matt earlier, what have the turnover rates been since Logan Ryan's been out? This defense can't get a freaking turnover,
0: they can't. That's why I brought it up because we have seen nothing from them in, in the last few weeks. And again, we've seen some great stuff from Antoine Woodfield Jr., but I but but he's only contributing on one part of the field, mm-hmm. which again is helpful. But as a, an entire defense, it's not. I don't. I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, and 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 it was a question that I had last yeah.
1: year, and, and heading into training camp, and the PR gang helped me out with that. So shout out to those boys. But yeah, it's it's more so again coaching and, and play calling there, and what the expectation is. Because yeah, it's great to see Winfield get a sack, but this is a team that also had a five interceptions a a, a game goal. Yep. How many interceptions have
0: they had for the season? Two. Maybe oh, I'll think a little bit more than that, but even still, it's, it's, it's not enough. It's not, not getting, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not They've doing put it. Up zero zeros. the last two games,
1: you're nowhere, no. you're nowhere near the goal. So yeah. Um, great little point yeah. out there. Cause I'm sure a lot of people are curious too. And I know, you know, last year and the year before when the bucks lost, then defensive, like, you know, blitzing and, and pass rushing came into question. I'm not going to sound the alarm on anything yet because, like I said, I really am truly hoping that this is their Chicago Bears game from 2020 and then they get oh, back God. to the ground board. They have some real come-to-Jesus moments and get this figured out because it, it it's only week six and it's also week
0: six, if that makes sense. You know, yep. it's only yeah. week six, but also football. we need to figure it out now. Yeah, there's still a lot more football to be played, but it does need to get figured out.